Well, hello, everyone, and welcome yet again to Marketing Meanders with Sally and Sam. Today, we are very excited to be talking principally about marketing automation, but I think we'll be going into a number of other topics uh, in future as well with our special guest today, who is uh, Dave Hayward. And Dave is a digital marketing specialist at Bovel, the International Financial Services Regulatory Consultancy. And he is also the owner of uh, OX7, which is a, a consultancy which helps small businesses leverage market automation effectively. So prior to his, his current roles, uh, Dave uh, was, well, he's led a number of digital marketing teams, actually, in, in multiple sectors. And he's great, gained, uh, what I would say, a truckload of experience, really, in uh, all areas of our digital marketing, but also... And this is where I think the really tasty bit comes in around uh, how you actually align in organizations and make digital marketing and marketing work smoothly uh, with other departments and, and also how you roll out digital marketing in a, in a, in a genuine, real way that actually is, uh, is going to be effective, hopefully, for your team. So, But of course, naturally, we have to ask our most important question to all of our guest interviewees, uh, which is, Dave, what is uh, your favorite dish? So I guess I've, you know, I've had a bit of a sort of culinary awakening actually in the past uh, past few months and really got into grips with the humble cauliflower and uh, yeah, vastly underrated vegetable and cauliflower risotto actually Ooh, it has become one of my uh, my go-to dishes at the uh, at the moment Oh, that's wonderful. Love that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I have to say, I, I've, again, culinary awakening as well. I've ended up um, doing an awful lot more cooking um, during the during the lockdowns. So that's been one good side effect, it seems. And and uh, I haven't killed anyone yet. So so that's good. My wife, my wife and uh, children seem quite happy with what I've done. But uh, yes, it certainly has given us all that that ability, hasn't it? But that sounds very healthy as well, Dave. I'm very uh, envious of your 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 cauliflower is it, it is that you know I would like to say um you know I've got the body of, a, of an Adonis but um but sad but sadly not I think more, more work <laughs> to be done there good stuff good stuff excellent well uh we we will uh, we will we will crack on then I think Sally's got our, our first point for us this to this morning and we will uh we will meander through our market automation I have okay um, then I'm going to ask you that big question. What what does it actually mean, marketing automation? What does it entail? So if, if we if, if if we take sort of a most straightforward explanation, but we can um, but we can but we can come to on this. So typically, it typically mostly refers to um, sort of broad a broad capability of digital platforms that really enable that both for planning and delivery of marketing um, of marketing activity yeah be that uh, be that predominantly through um, through digital channels for the, for the most part and more often than not actually they they're just a component of broader customer relationship management um, management suites so while well, you know, when we talk about marketing automation we generally talk about we generally mean that capability to um, to deliver through um, through digital channels effectively. Okay, is, is it is it something is it expensive? Is it something that you know little small SMEs would think? Oh no, can't afford it. it once upon a time, it was you know, you'd have to 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 really get this best capability. You know, you would have to go out and spend uh, you know multiples of thousands of pounds every um, every month. But actually. 
you know, the market has sufficiently broadened now where um, where lower tier um, lower tier entrants and, and players. So, you know, you can think about even something like MailChimp, for for example. Yeah, you know, okay. that's now got really really strong automation um, automation capability. So, it's one of those. Yeah, you know, it's expensive as you want it to be. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but probably not as expensive as you need it to be. It's. I think that's one of the questions I'm seeing people wrestling with quite often. It's a um, yes. Yeah, you know, I love all the bells and whistles. But actually, A, do I need all those bells and whistles? And B, if I had them, would I actually use them? Mm. Okay. So you can start small and, and scale up. Yeah, and that's that's often that, that's often probably the most sensible place to to, to start. Okay. But with a sprinkling of sort of caution around, yes, start small. But yeah, always have sort of in your mind's eye. Actually, what am I potentially going to need two, three years from um, three years from yeah, now? Absolutely. I've, I've dealt with a few well um, marketing automation mic migrations, and um, yeah, they're always sort of frightfully challenging in, uh, in more <laughs> ways than in more ways than one. So yeah, a little bit of forward thinking and planning will, will you know can help you not get stuck with a platform that you know six months from now you're already itching to um, to move out yeah of. move on from yeah that's right yeah yeah, yeah and it's it's interesting because i think i think we're, we're definitely getting get, going to get into the the elements around the, the planning and what you need to be thinking of before you um actually deploy marketing automation and, and make use of it but i suppose sort of uh, as in these beginning stages as well we're looking at what what are people's perceptions of it because again it's been one of those you know you know on that the, what is it the gartner adoption curve etc you have the early you know the talk about an idea and then the the early adoption then the the uh, the point where it becomes something that everybody's doing you know but marketing automation has been around for a number of years of course and in di different guises but do you think it's something that people are it, do you see in your work people are a bit sort of uh, reluctant and thinking oh gosh well that sounds a little bit too much i don't want to get into automated campaigns want control so you're a bit worried about the, the process the idea of marketing automation or whether it's gone i suppose with some people too far the other way where they're thinking great fantastic rubbing their hands thinking well marketing automation's come now so we'll just get a system we'll deploy it and hey presto all our problems are solved and they're, they're very excited about or overexcited about the potential of what it can do so probably quite a boring um, bo boring answer but actually those both extremes are something that um what i'm seeing still be played out so well yeah yeah as you say you, you've either um i mean thankfully you know this stuff is becoming far far easier to use to the extent that it's not just in the hands of it people and technologists so i think you know the real value is where the business, to use that catch-all term, actively engages with us, understands how it works and what it can um, and what it can can leverage. But you know, still, all too often, what I'm seeing is still people getting really, really excited about the capabilities of of, of tech and going and sort of finding problems to then fire the technology at and go go forth and um, <laughs> and, and solve all my problems, which um, yeah plays out probably as you can expect and um and actually you know there's there's still there's, there's still a lot of people i see who are still uh, you know buying a lot of um a lot of capability 
and then use you know quite a broad marketing automation platform and just send emails right because there's <laughs> still that little bit of trepidation to sort of dig in deeper because it's, it's some some elements of it still feel a little bit sort of scary and out of um, out of, and out of reach yeah but do we, do we have people having um exaggerated expectations so all of a sudden not only will it do everything but i can have a smaller marketing team because it'll all happen behind the scenes mystically i think if we went back five years or so we would you know you would definitely see more of um, more of that sort of thinking and um thinking and, and behavior yeah it's definitely um and actually the, the sort of marketing automation vendors themselves sort of perpetuated that um, that view of you know you buy our platform and you can grow um, you know you can experience double digit growth um, year, year year on year and it's yeah i think it was just fundamentally missing the point that actually the, the platform sort of doesn't doesn't really doesn't really do do anything anything special it's a pure enabler but actually yeah it doesn't allow you to leapfrog you know your strategic rationale and and, and thinking yeah. what your go-to-market um sort of plans is going to be and, and whether that's best delivered through digital channels or through um, or through yeah okay. sort of good old-fashioned human um, human interaction but we um, but we all sort of miss and crave yeah, the computers aren't going to do the marketing for us. That's still the marketing team's job. We're just going. It's just a tool, not an actual doer. Yeah, yeah. And actually, I remember, I vividly remember something that, I, um, that one of my secondary school teachers said to me. That sort of it, it stuck with me for years, and it, and it sort of followed me, um, followed me through life. Yeah, he would always say that. Um, yeah, computers are stupid. They will only do what you tell them to do. And yeah, for all the claptrap that we hear everywhere around, you know, AI powered this or that, and you know, aren't humans rubbish at rubbish at everything. Yeah. Yep. That 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 sort of thinking and has, has sort of carried through with me. And actually, yeah, marketing automation can be pretty dumb as well, actually. You know, it will <laughs> only do what we what we tell it to do and the rules that we um, that we give it so it's yeah. really really important just to just to sort of keep that in focus it's not going to magically reinvent your marketing on its own yeah, yeah. it's not going to make your emails better you're still writing the words and then getting the you're going to test it properly so it's not making the words better it's just making the delivery better no no an embarrassing typo is an embarrassing typo no matter where it comes from <clears throat> yeah that's right Exactly. I mean, do you know what? That's just sent me right back to when I visited Bletchley Park with uh, mm -hmm. Alan Turing with his original, you know, the, the, not just Turing and everybody else who was there because it's a complete misconception that he was the only one. But anyway, lots of the other people involved with, you know, the, the, the creating the bombs and they call them the computers. Obviously, they were only given, as any computer is, it's given the, the uh, you know, the parameters that you give it. You're trying to get it to solve a problem. It's just doing it more effectively, more quickly than the humans can sit down and go through all of the uh, calculations, computations, etc. So, but again, some of the biggest breakthroughs they made were through um, people signing off, uh, you know, using their girlfriend's name or, or, or being stupid or making a, you know, putting putting certain pieces in the in the in the actual code there. And so, again, like comes back to the original thing: say computers are stupid. They they are they are stupid within parameters, aren't they? They they and marked automation. I think so often people think well. 
yeah, I mean, I mean, now as well, the sort of the next degree of AI, which we'll probably come to in more detail, but the idea around, well, I can just sort of say, yeah, I kind of need to fix this and this is my issue. As you say, finding problems and the, you expect it to magically go off and produce a fantastic result for you. But actually, you're coming to it with, you know, you've got to have your marketing strategy, your marketing plan, where this slots into it and what you expect it to do. Um, it will be able to digest information and data far more quickly than a human being sitting there reading back all the emails that you've sent out and all the click-throughs you've got and then be able to perhaps come up with options that you've programmed it with but essentially the whole thing doesn't it, it comes back to any use of, of computers is, is around you've got to understand what you want it to try and achieve and give it the feed it the data feed it the the position in your, in your plan to actually make it work effectively for you so if you don't you sort of just think oh well great as you said this will come with originality or new things that I can try, it's not going to do that. It, it, it needs to, you need to know where it slots in. You need to prepare to, for it to slot into your plan, don't you? You need to feed it stuff so that it can do something. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, on that, um, on that AI thing, you know, I think probably we all need to collect and take a bit of a cold shower on, on that one because I, I actually remember reading a little while back about there was a vast range of startups who were sort of hoovering up loads of uh, loads of investor funding you're claiming to be AI powered this and that and then actually yeah quite a few of them got rumbled for actually having hordes of people in um, sort of, you know, the, um in, in different countries sort of behind the scenes doing the stuff that apparently this um you know, the AI was, was was doing so yeah, <laughs> like uh, this stuff will come on leaps and bounds I'm 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 sure but um yeah I think we just need to sort of temper expectations about what this stuff can really do for us in the um, in the sort of medium term. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I mean, I think sort of seeing it in a far healthier way in terms of a, as you, I think you used to use the word, um, Sally's well, facilitator, something that's facilitating, it's helping to improve processes, speed things up, save you time, make you more effective, make you more efficient in, in general, isn't it? But but in terms of, sort of practical steps as well, I mean, what, what's the sort of, so if I'm a business owner and perhaps I've got a medium-sized business and uh, we have quite a lot of marketing effort out there, we're sending lots of email campaigns, we're doing quite a lot on social. If we're starting this thinking, oh God, okay, how can we automate? How can we use this, you know, in inverted commas, marketing automation? What are the kind of the first steps you think or the first questions they should be asking themselves to get get going along that, that path? So first of all, I think there's a really important principle to um, to hold dear with with this, and the way the way I tend to think about these um, the, the, these these things is yeah, treat it no differently than you would a new employee in your organisation. Now you wouldn't go and hire a salesperson and then go oh great we've got a salesperson great go out just go out <laughs> and get loads of business. And then, um, and then watch the watch the money roll in. Well, you might do that, and if you do do that, then uh, you know, I'll, you know, do do come and tell me how that's going for you. <laughs> I can probably guess. So yeah, this 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 stuff needs to be properly sort of inducted into the organisation, introduced to people at all levels, and yeah, and introducing you know, not having a nice chat, but sort of really helping people understand you know what we. Um, what, what we plan to do this, what its capabilities are, and um, and then starting to gradually un uncover and unearth, you know, where can value be added for particular parts of the uh, 
parts of your organization and where do we best focus time and time time and effort rather than sort of you know getting out the proverbial sort of machine gun and just firing this stuff at um, at, at people hoping yeah. that they'll get as excited as um, as as we are about this yeah so it's not like that, that's important principle number um number one and then there's a sort of there's a sort of second piece in terms of getting automation to um, to re to really work and yeah it, it it saddens me a little bit sort of but i still um I, I still see a lot of this but yeah there's this sort of quest sometimes with, with people to get automation a hundred percent right hundred percent of the um of, of the time so yeah i remember working on a project actually where uh, where yeah we were using automation as part of a um, as, as part of a sort of acquisition and, and sales journey and you know we'd have sort of very bright capable people go oh well well we can't really automate that because what about this one person who sort of eats breakfast on a tuesday morning but not on a wednesday and 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 then doesn't read that particular email at that time and misses and misses and misses that and um yeah all of a sudden it was just um it was just a sort of fast track to um to madness and complete and utter paralysis yeah it's a now before people in compliance sort of you know start sharpening the pitchforks and coming for me it it's not a case of well you know let's let's just settle for 80 percent and, and that'll do and, and to hell with everything else it's yeah account for people account for situations that sort of drop out of that sort of normal behavior have a plan b for you know for someone or something to pick those um, yeah. to pick those up yeah and i think i suppose you know your appetite for sort of what is the threshold of good enough and have a plan b yeah that's very much dependent on you know if you're a highly regulated business then of course it's really important to get that and to get that right if you're if, if you're not then you've probably got a little more um a little more wriggle room so okay. Yeah, Sam and I say this all the time. You need to be able to be competent enough to fail because you can learn most from when things don't work sometimes. If something if you put together a plan which is going to use automated marketing and you don't get the results you want it to, you really ought to have learned an awful lot about how to do it better next time. Yeah, and, and I and I remember actually that um, one of the one one of the better experiences. That I've, um, that I've had with sort of building, build, building up to what, what sort of automation can really deliver was actually doing the, conducting the whole sort of process and activity actually manually first, because you get a real deep understanding of what goes where, who needs to be involved, where things can, um, things, things can fall out. Yeah. It, if you try to um, if you try to just shortcut to final step more often more often than not you know we, this thing just becomes almost almost sort of magical and you don't really understand what's going on where and yeah. why has that happened it's like oh well the, the, the system did it so well no the system didn't do it we told it to do that yeah <laughs> going back to that automation is more often than not actually quite stupid <laughs> yes, absolutely. And it's, going, it's just going to mirror our mistakes. That's what it does. It's, you know, if you tell it to do something stupid, it will very dutifully do something stupid. 
yeah, you know, at, well, at best mirror it, and at worst will actually amplify and just scale that to yeah, that's uh, that's marvelous. Yeah. Proportions. <laughs> yes, your entire mailing list is going to get this mistake. <laughs> so if we take those sort of two principles there, and you know, kick marketing automation off that pedestal which we sort of hold it up, and, and yeah, recognize that it's just an enabler, a very, very good enabler, but an enabler all the, all the same. Yeah. There's actually four questions that sort of I focus on in terms of managing the efficacy of, um, of, of this. So, yeah, first of all, it's, is my marketable universe growing? So, you know, is, is all the activity that I'm conducting through this, is it attracting new prospects into my marketing funnel? Yes, no. How many of those then go through and you know, fit my sort of ideal buyer profile, i.e., you know, are they within the right sector? Did they hold the right seniority levels? Yeah, more often than not, you might hear this referred to as marketing qualified leads, but actually it's just a, you know, out of, out of my addressable market, who are the people that are of interest? Then, yeah, how many then are in a position to to buy and have those have those sales com conversations? So that's a more that's also commonly known in sort of these circles as sales qualified leads. And then does that flow through to sales pipeline, sort of volume and value, and ultimately and ultimately revenue? Now, what you'll notice in there is actually there's there's nothing particularly technical in there at at all. You know, the questions are actually, what is um, revolve around? What is really of most value to the um, to, to business? So yeah, if you're looking at all this stuff, and you're looking at you know things like engagement rates, click through rates, impressions, and all of the big numbers that we all sort of think look good and impressive, yeah, just stop. Put, put it put it down and just go back to the core questions of you know why are we doing this and actually there's only one kpi that actually puts dinner on the table and that's revenue in the bank yep. yeah let's not lose sight of that as we um as, as we put all this wonderful tech to use mm. yeah that's absolutely right how many people actually buy thank you very much mm. Yeah, it's so essential. I mean, well, it, it is utterly essential. It is, it is the essence of any business or organisation, whatever you're doing, isn't it? That's the thing. And it comes back to that. Because I think, it, as you say, Dave, it's that I, I remember when I went through a, the marketing automation process and we had lots of meetings with con a consultancy. And I think that internally there were those sort of the evangelists and the people excited about it, wanting to do it, you know, who weren't specialists, perhaps, but they, they had the best knowledge of how the technology worked. Then there was IT. Uh, and then there were the sort of, you know, the bosses as well who were then sort of thinking, okay, well, yeah, I don't know, I've been told this is going to be good and it's going to make make us do be more effective. And it's going to, the main thing was that it's going to save us money, is it? It's going to save us money and we can do more for less. Okay, great. That was the main thing they seemed to be worried about. But then was that kind of, you can see how as the process goes on, which I mean, this was invested in lots and lots of meetings and multiple departments. I mean, obviously, depending on the size of your organization, if it's a small business or medium, then easier to get a handle of it perhaps and go back to those fundamental questions but as you say those fundamental questions quite often get lost but I find it so settling when you then perhaps in the, one of those meetings you just say okay 
So again, let's ask ourselves this question, what is this doing for us in practical real world terms? If we see, again, I've, again, finding the grounding of this is how things work at the moment. Manually, this is how this works. What we're looking to do is replace it with this. Um, but, you know, just just continually trying to bring it back down to earth, because I think it's very easy, particularly with technology, people are trying to get their head around it and they're involved with a certain limited amount of, well, how do they actually use it? Do they need to know everything that's doing or not? And, and where are the process flows, what are, what are the business as usual flows? How is it actually working? You can get lost in that, in that, even if you're very into it and you're perhaps quite knowledgeable, I think you get lost in the technology a bit and the, almost the excitement of, oh, wow, it's going to be amazing, isn't it, when it does this and it does that. So I remember um, when this was happening with me, I, I went along and I wrote on our, with a whiteboard in the office, and I just wrote on there like a sort of a timeline of what we're actually looking to get this to do in layman's terms to try and ground everybody a bit. So you kept literally you had on the wall, let's go back to the original. Let's not get lost in all the detail and the exciting technology, because if we do, we'll we'll just lose ourselves and we'll end up coming up with something which is amazing. And I've got fantastic sort of, you know, lovely metrics or uh, vanity metrics everywhere, but doesn't actually deliver for us. Um, and, and so grounding, as it were, <laughs> seems to be so so important, doesn't it? Yeah, and actually, you know, speaking, you know, speaking as a marketer as well, but focusing on sort of for more sort of fundamental reasons why we are doing why we are doing this yeah it certainly does a lot more for the reputation of marketing across the business to actually talk about things that matter rather than bamboozling people with um with you know with with stuff out of your know, like sort of google analytics or um or, or other sort of sort of pieces that you know nobody can really then understand well what is that what does that actually what what does that actually actually mean yeah and i think it it, it probably does more harm to uh, to marketing departments yeah. and, and people than it does than it does good i think that's right i think that's right people people will just think oh well we don't know what they're doing we're not going to give them any more money we can't really understand what the return is really it seems to be you know some strange kpi that they made up and they almost agreed with sales um, but we don't really understand it. So you're right. It can become this mysterious, invisible barrier between the rest of the of this of the industry and marketing. Mm, exactly. And I think you um, you sort of mentioned uh, Dave in our past discussions about marketing, all things marketing automation, but also wider marketing. Leading on to this is the fact that when you do get this in, even if you've got a pretty successful system you've started to implement, that there can be this, uh, what you call sort of a toxicity ar around automation almost, and this 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 sort of uh, culture of, which probably stems from the marketing team and or suppliers and consultants, perhaps sometimes they've got in, uh, and and you, you spread this, it sounds great, but it doesn't necessarily help you with your, your relationship with the rest of the business, because it's perhaps people don't know what you're talking about and it doesn't seem to be delivering for them. But, but perhaps you'd like to explore that sort of idea of toxicity that can, that can emerge. Oh, you've opened Pandora's box with me a little bit there. <laughs> this, is, this, this is something that um, yeah, consistently aggravates me, actually. There's, um, yeah, you can't move around the internet now without hearing some um, some sort of inflated case study or um, or testimonial about uh, yeah and 
I guess the, the easiest way I can probably describe this is um, yeah, if I used the term sort of marketing bros, so you know, be sort of like over, it'd be very, very stereotypical here, but yeah, these overly brash, almost, um, almost American types who are always in inverted commas, crushing it. And there's this whole, there's this whole philosophy now. Yeah, if you if you don't have a thousand leads banging down your door every week, you know you're 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 failing as a marketer. And yeah, they then they then sort of perpetuate these sort of myths and beliefs that actually, yeah, if you just do these one, two, three tactical things that I've um, that I've that I've that I've done that worked for me, which is you know one of those phrases that gets my blood boiling first. <laughs> worked for me like well thank you that's 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 great yeah let's talk about me yeah it's it, it's all too often just complete sort of tactical dross which just doesn't translate that well into you know our own unique environments at, at all and yeah if, if you want to get an understanding of what the hell i've just gotten really really angry about it's do a google search for does click funnels work Go through to uh, I think the question and answer site, Cora, and just have fun through some of the um, some of the contributors there, and yeah, that will probably do a far better job of articulating <laughs> why I get so wound up about sort of this whole um, just just this complete rubbish narrative that that doesn't help people in terms of just slowing down thinking, you know, actually thinking about you know what what situation is my organization in where do i need to focus time time and effort not oh well let, let's just set up a marketing funnel and some landing pages and sit yeah. back on a beach and watch the um and watch the cash cash roll roll in yeah no. and it's just spawned all these phrases but yeah no. demand generation growth hacking and it's yeah stuff that yeah anyone who sort of comes at me with those phrases and we'll talk about that with me you know can just can can just sidestep me completely because we, <laughs> not, we will not get on because you do get this kind of belief that if you put one if you just do this automation like this just as you say let the leads flow in and it's always always almost always advertised with someone driving a very fast car or a or a harley davidson and they will say this could be you if only you had this system you wouldn't have to work so hard you could be cruising up route, route 66 to the beach you think i just don't, I just don't believe it it's, no that's absolutely not yeah, it, it could be you well i'm damn sure it's not you either yes exactly yeah yep. i think that's the thing just, so, sorry go for saying no I, I think it's something that we, it's a shame because they, it's all coming around um, you personally will be, have more time be able to afford a fast car because you're going to make so much money out of it and that's where the explanation stops. It then doesn't go on to say, and to get to that point, you will have to A, B, C, D, and these things are quite technical and detailed and complicated. It's not just press this button and automation happens. It's a process that you have to nurture and care for and make sure everyone is buying into.
Well, if you enjoyed part one of that little conversation with Dave Haywood, then you're in luck because we have a part two, which will be coming to you later this week. And in part two, we talk about feeding the automation machine, understanding and applying realistic customer journeys to your automation, taking your time to measure the success of your marketing automation and how to optimize it, amongst many other things. So please do tune in for that. If you're enjoying the podcast, then we really would love it if you could share it with uh, anybody else who you think might find it interesting or useful in their jobs or just for a bit of interest whilst walking the dog, perhaps. So you can share it on any podcast platform that you happen to be on, or you can send them to our Facebook page. Uh, just look up Marty Meanders on Facebook or, of course, on Twitter at Meanders Pod. And uh, if you do have any questions or any other topics you'd like us to go into and explore um, in the coming weeks and months, then please do get in touch with us and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Well, that's all for today. We look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye for now.